Summer has finally arrived. Hi friends, I'm James Matthew Neeland for Cromwell Listens, the podcast about town for June 24th, 2020. Today we'll be speaking with the director of the Cromwell Recreation Department, Mr. Scott Kiris. He'll be telling us all about the good stuff that's going on. Present activities, ongoing activities, upcoming activities, everything to keep yourself and your children busy all summer long. Look no further than Cromwell Rec. Let's talk to him. Today we're talking with Mr. Scott Kiris, the director of the Cromwell Recreation Department. Good morning, Mr. Kiris. Good morning. Uh, now, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do there. Well, here in the uh, Recreation Department, uh, this is our busiest time of year. Um, besides the COVID-19 and dealing with all of the um, um, guidelines that we have to adhere to from the state, uh, since March, uh, we're gearing up for an active summer here in the town of Cromwell. Uh, we were very fortunate to have a, uh, a mayor who was uh, very uh, supportive of trying to offer as many programs as we can with the state guidelines and the local guidelines, and the town manager, for that matter, who um, was very supportive and wanted to see us do things as long as, obviously, everyone was going to be safe, and we would adhere to the state local guidelines and CDC, which we feel very comfortable. We've done countless number of <clears throat> meetings, Zoom meetings, uh, talked to several different uh, park and rec directors throughout the community, uh, neighboring towns in the state. Um, our uh, uh, health director, Sal Neshi, <clears throat> I've been talking to him on a regular basis since this all pandemic hit in March. And we have been doing our due diligence to make sure that we have safe guidelines, uh, not only for all the participants and residents here in the town of uh, Cromwell, but also for our staff that will be um, administering the programs as well. So uh, we've been very, very busy, um, especially this week, gearing up, because everything is more or less slated to start come next week and go for a total of about six to seven weeks this summer. That's excellent, and I'm very glad that you talk about reassure, well, uh, reassuring parents that things will be done safely and by standards, by guidelines. And uh, looking at your Facebook page, the Cromwell Recreation Department, you've got a lot of good activities coming up, and uh, I'm sh I always share your activities uh, to our the um, Cromwell Children's Coalition page. And uh, could you tell us about some of the ongoing and upcoming activities planned? Thank you very much for sharing them. I do see that uh, the coalition does that, and uh, that's our pleasure. I think you guys do a great job, and, and I know you. I work hand in hand sometimes with special events that you do. So keep those new ideas and events coming, <laughs> and we'll be more than happy to help you out uh, for the community. Because again, the community, the community of Cromwell, uh, is the one that benefits for everyone working collectively, um, and that's very, very important. So thank you very much for all you do. Well, thank you uh, for saying that. We appreciate it. Let's just highlight the big, the big events where yeah. I, the residents would really appreciate. You know, going into this summer, we typically do um, at Pearson Park a movie, uh, movie night, which is every other Wednesday. Nice. Total of four or five movies that are at Pearson Park on the uh, 
it's probably two years old now, but it's a, a scoreboard that has the ability to show uh, video. Uh, we've been doing that for the last couple of years. And, um, you know, again, when this pandemic hit, <clears throat> we didn't know if we would be able to do this. So working again with the guidelines uh, that the state <clears throat> of Connecticut has instilled and our local CDC, we were able to safely go ahead and show these movies um, and also the concerts that we have at uh, Frisbee Park, at uh, uh, Riverport Park, I should say, Frisbee Landing. Um, and how we're doing this and how we're administering this through our parks department, they're actually going to go onto the grass area and paint circles, which are 12 by 12 feet, and the circles will be 15 feet apart from each other. And wow. that template, that template is what is recommended by the CDC and by the state of Connecticut. Say, for instance, if you went to the beach, they suggest the guidelines 15 feet in between groups of people or families of people. So we figured out 12 by 12 is more than enough room to get a family comfortably of, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. you might fit a family of 10 in there if you really wanted to. <laughs> um, but Typically, you know, with families for the movie nights, we typically get about four to five, maybe six of a family that come down. That's excellent. Uh, and this summer, more so, more so than any summer, uh, we wanted to get people out of their homes and into the parks to enjoy some sort of recreation um, because God knows with the kids not being able to see their classmates for a long period of time with the uh, online learning, and the parents, quite frankly, being at home, mm-hmm. um, looking for stuff to do for their mm-hmm. uh, children. Um, it, it's just a good idea to have, and I think we're hoping that it's going to be well-received and the numbers will be greater than we have in the past. Typically, we usually average right around 100, 125 total residents or people that will come out to the different events. Um, so we have done enough circles so we could safely social distance everyone. At the, two, uh, the, the two different parks that we do have, whether it be a concert or the movies. And if you want me to highlight the movies, I can tell you. Please, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have. Uh, we will start up July 1st. This is at Pearson Park for the movies, which is next Wednesday. <clears throat> we will be showing the movie The Sandlot, which oh. was scheduled to be shown last year, but we had a rain out and we could not reschedule. So um, I know a lot of people were interested in that. It's one of my personal favorites. Uh, nice. It's an older movie, but it's a uh, it's a very uh, it's a good film. Fe- good feeling movie. Good and movie. I, everyone will enjoy it, not only the parents but the kids. In, in fact, and then on July fifteenth, we're going to be showing uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, which is a fairly new movie with Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, that'll be shown on the fifteenth, so we're hoping that that will draw a nice crowd as well. Um, I have personally seen that movie, and I enjoy it, too. So we try to get movies that, obviously, the kids like, but also the parents can like, too, because we want to make this a, a whole, complete family entertainment. Absolutely. And um, I think this is a, a great movie to show on the 15th. <clears throat> on the 29th of uh, July, we're going to show a Moana, which is another Disney film, which mm. is a very good film. Again, kids really love it. I think the parents enjoy it as well, too. That'll be on the 29th of July. And then we round it off on August 12th with the movie Coco. Um, so these are all family fun movies. Good movies. Down at Pearson Park. 
And what we're doing is, besides the markings that we have in place for social distancing, we're trying to attract uh, vendors, meaning um, a food truck and or ice cream. Nice. That will be available for uh, the residents or the, the patrons that come there that if they wanted to, they could, um, you know, partake in buying some food if the food truck is, you know, uh, you know something that flows to their boat. And then the ice cream, I mean, who doesn't like ice cream? Yeah. Parents love ice cream, so so that's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to reach out to some of the organizations in town, uh, specifically soccer, little league, etc., and see if they want to be part of these movies. If they're there to promote whatever they're trying to do, if they want to raise money for any cause they may have, if they want to you know put up a table and sell something, um, as long as it's Cromwell based, we'll be more than happy to. Uh, have them attend and promote whatever they're trying to promote. Again, we really want to make this a uh, a Cromwell-wide, uh, organizational-wide, uh, feel-good uh, opportunity to come out to partake in these movies. That's very yeah. nice. And uh, the fact that you're going to uh, a Cromwell a Cromwell-wide series of events, movies uh, for the parents, children, and also to involve other. Uh, charitable organizations or that that uh, might want to uh, be a part of that. I think that's great, and then uh, maybe that's something the Cromwell Children's Coalition could consider. Yeah, I absolutely. Uh, I know I had them. Um, uh, the Car- the Arts Alliance was there last year promoting some of their artwork. Um, the coalition, if if you have any uh, need or uh, for, to show and promote whatever your upcoming events you may have, I know you had some very successful ones in the fall with the pumpkin carving and stuff like that yeah so uh whatever new events you have or just want to get your word of mouth out about the coalition and make it grow by all means you can come and attend at any of our events and set up a table and, and promote what you're doing because i think it's a great cause thank you i'm going to bring that up today i'm going to see if that's something that uh, we could actually be involved in now, talk about uh, Camp Cromwell. I'm reading here, last chance, register by noon. Is that today or tomorrow? Uh, uh, no, uh, uh, Thursday. Well, what we do is Thursday, so yeah. that would be tomorrow's date, which is the 25th. Mm-hmm. The reason we do this is we want to make sure that we set our uh, rosters in place so we have enough time to go over it, print it out, and have the staff have the rosters available for Monday morning. So there are no surprises where someone shows up that either are not on the roster or they sign up too late and we can't really kind of organize the the rooms and uh, the camp per se. This year for summer camp, it's totally different. Uh, Not totally different, but it's severely different because of the social distance guidelines and the state guidelines that we have in place for summer camp due to the COVID-19. So what parents can expect is that we are doing a screening process. So typically uh, how that would look for a prospective parent, you would come with your daughter or son, you would drive up to the site where your son or daughter is scheduled to, to work. And the two sites that we're using is the Woodside Intermediate School and then also the Cromwell High School. Mm-hmm reason why we selected those two sites are those are the two that have air conditioning and we figured the way the summer's going <laughs> and the humidity yeah. might be a nice attractive place to do that um we usually use Cromwell middle school but unfortunately they don't have air conditioning but the, the board of ed was very supportive when we came to them because the only way we could really administer running a safe 
summer camp was to utilize their facility, which we always do. But with school being closed, we didn't know if they'd reopen for us for the summer, and they were more than gracious to do so. A uh, shout out to the superintendent, and uh, uh, we've had many conversations, and she's been very supportive and working with us. And uh, again, it's it's nice that you can work amongst the different town of Cromwell departments to get things done for the best interest of the Cromwell residents. And uh, she was very, uh, very um, eager to help us out, and she was very supportive of us, and I want to thank her for that. <clears throat> so um, you would go to a, a site, you'd drive up, <clears throat> there'll be counselors in the parking lot. Parents are going to stay in the car. We don't want to have cross-contamination, or we don't want to have additional measures of temperature check. Right. We ask the parent, does your child show any symptoms of COVID-19, which are the fever, um, sore throat, uh, chills, anything, diarrhea, anything of that nature, the parents will be giving this in a parent handbook so they'll know what we're going to be asking. So they will then answer, my child is fine. The child will then get out of the car, will go to the site. Before they enter into the site, we'll have staff there that will be with a uh, digital thermometer and it will shoot their forehead and check their temperature. As long as their temperature is under 100 degrees, they will be allowed and they've passed to go into the site. Mm -hmm. And we'll document this on a daily basis. Once the thumbs up are there, and you know, let's just say it's uh, Johnny Smith who's in there and he's go through, then the car is able to leave and then they can go either to work or go back home or whatever they're doing for that day. If by chance the temperature was elevated, 100 or greater, they would have to turn around, go back into the car, and they could not go into camp for that particular day. They could try it again the following day, but this is another added measure that we have to make sure and to ensure the safety not only of the campers, but also the counselors and the staff that are working. And the reason why we want the parents to stay in the car, because then we would have to do a screening on them as well. And if we could eliminate cross-contamination, or better yet, eliminate exposure in the facility, that's the best way we're going to do that, and that's the guidelines that we have set in place. So <clears throat> that scenario, that child is cleared the, um, the check of the camp, will go into a room. That room will have no more than nine other people. So 10 is the max of the campers in that room. Mm -hmm. There'll be two counselors to that room. Those two counselors and those 10 people for that particular week will do a variety of things in that room, meaning they'll do arts and crafts, they will eat lunch in that room, they will do uh, board games in that room, they'll have their own set of equipment that they could share and use if they would use it inside in a gymnasium by that room, or they go outside and make a social distance outside of the uh, facility. The reason why we're doing this is, again, the guidelines today, we don't want to cross-contaminate uh, different rooms, meaning right. a typical summer, we would have a gymnasium, and everyone will go into that gymnasium and play together and kind of get together and you know be, be there sharing equipment, stuff of that nature. Well, this year, we're going to minimize cross-contamination, so each room will have their own equipment, per se. Each room, the campers will be in that room for those 10 people, and they won't have any direct contact with anyone else in that site. And if they go outside, they're going to social distance. So mm -hmm. we're trying to minimize the exposure of what can happen, God forbid, if anyone were to be, you know, COVID-19 positive. Um, 
summer. So we're doing everything possible. The counselors, per se, they're going to stay consistent in that room as well. Um, if a counselor goes down, we'll have additional counselors we've hired on staff so they can go in there and fit. But we're not going to have revolving counselors going in and out every single day or throughout the whole summer, again, to try to eliminate the cross-contamination of exposure to the kids in that room, the campers in that room, and also the staff that we have. And they've been trained. We're, we're ongoing training this whole week. We've been doing here at Town Hall. And right now they're doing the CPR certifications and research. Um, we've had health trainings yesterday with Sal Neshi, uh, myself, and the youth service director. She talked about the emotional side of everything. So mm-hmm. we're doing our due diligence to make sure that our staff feels comfortable and safe and our campers will feel comfortable and safe because it is different this year. Well, Scott, everything very thorough. And uh, the best part of this is you're, you're demonstrating to people and to parents particularly that we're doing things by the book. Things might be different, as you said, but children can still have fun. We'll follow yeah. the guidelines, yeah. but we can still have a good time and make this a nice summer for the children. Absolutely. And again, unfortunately, we, we can't offer field trips because of right. buffing issues and, and uh, guidelines. But we're bringing a lot of act, uh, entertainers, activities, and like uh, water rides to the site to make sure that the kids do have fun because the kids will have fun. It's going to be different. Mm-hmm. The learning process, I'm sure there's a lot of kids that maybe have their minds set up that it's not going to be fun. But our goal is to make sure that by the end of the week, if it's a week that they go or the, if they go for multiple weeks of summer, that they look back on that and they say, boy, this was an enjoyable, safe camp and that's our goal and that's always been our goal and it will continue to be our goal enjoyable and safe and you could translate that to say the macro issue that whether you're talking about the reopening of restaurants or anything else that yes we can follow guidelines reopen the economy and still enjoy quality of life but we can do it within guidelines and, and and we can and we can strive to be safe whether it's here in Cromwell or nationwide, that's a very good philosophy to follow. Yes, absolutely. I agree 100%. Good. Now, could we talk about something kind of near and dear to me? Because I'm a, you will used to be a soccer, I'm a soccer fan, used to be a little uh, amateur soccer player. You, uh, the Unified Kickball Program. <laughs> is, that more, is that more soccer or more like kickball? Uh, well, kickball is a game that I think many of us have played in, gym class. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that's done with like a red kickball, yep. and it's played on a, a, a baseball field or a little league field in this instance, and you just have a pitcher that rolls the ball to home plate, and an individual will go and kick it and run the bases just like you would if it was a, a little league game or a baseball game. <laughs> and unified is what we're really trying to promote and trying to grow. Um, that's for individuals with special needs, and we have an instructor who has been very good for us. Her name is Janine Marin, and she started uh, this unified programs that we have. We do a unified soccer. We do a unified basketball in the I winter. I saw those, yeah. Uh, and now we're starting unified kickball. This is a new thing, and, and she found out about this being very uh, successful over in Rocky Hill. Uh, as well as we we always look to try to emulate successful programs. So I said, yeah, let's do this. So um, we had a little delay in it. It's going to start in July. Uh, it's going to be down at Pearson Park on Franklin Field. That's the field closest to the PD. 
and uh, it's going to be on Wednesdays from 5.30 to 6.30, and uh, we're looking for people to sign up. And, again, we say unified. You don't have to be special needs. If you want to partake and enjoy the program and the kickball program, by all means, you can come and register. It's for grades 1 through 8, and, you know, parent participation is not required because Janine will be there, but it's also welcome, too, to get some organization if we do get a lot of people who sign up. But it's just another new program that we're trying to throw out and see exactly if there's a need in the community. And I think usually what happens typically is you have a program, a new program, the positive word of mouth gets out, and then you have a lot of people that either repeat, register, and you get new ones, and that's how you grow a program. Ideally, yeah, nice. Case, case in point, we started a sign language program last year, too, and that's to a point where it's been running through this pandemic all digitally, um, virtually, I should say, through using Zoom um, to the point where we've had at least um, three different sessions since March of that uh, sign language program. And it's so popular that people start at the beginner, now they're into intermediate, and some of them are actually getting to, not advanced, but kind of advanced programming. And I think it's a great program because, again, That's excellent, yeah. we never offered it. Uh, we did some research. It is prevalent, and the schools are now doing it. And I think I saw the University of Connecticut is doing a, a, a program for that, so you could learn to be an instructor for sign language. Now, where can fo- is that can uh, folks would sign up through that through the Cromwell Town, uh, the Town of Cromwell website? Or is that a spe- yep. an- another? Well, cool. they can go to the Town of Cromwell website. Yeah. There's a link to go to our personal website, which is Cromwell uh, My Records. Basically, is our software that we do our programs. But it'll link you to our registration software, which is uh, MyRec.com under uh, Cromwell Recreation. And when you're on there, um, you could look and peruse every program that we have running currently and all the programs that we have up and coming, say, for the fall. We're working on doing those programs now. Um, But you can get a sense of programs that we've done in the past and what we'll continue to do, but also new programming. And there's information there. It tells you the, you know, the how, who, where, when, as far as the dates, the times, the cost, um, et cetera, of that nature. But if you have any questions at all, our numbers are on there. There's a, a link to go to our recreation mailbox that we respond right away. We have a Facebook page where you can send a message. A lot of people just send a message to us, and we respond to them because we monitor it all the time. Or they can call us during the office. Our office hours are 832 4, Monday through Friday. So it's com. Yes. And office 860-632-3467. That's correct. Good. Now just a quick plug for the UK Classic Soccer Camp and the UK Mini Soccer Camp. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these are... Now again, with the pandemic, we, we didn't know if we could offer... Um, you know, these summer camps that are more or less athletic and half-a-day programs yeah. in the summer. And this is a nice way for people that want to get out to kind of brush up on their skills of soccer and maybe prepare for, hopefully, there'll be a season this fall for getting ready for their soccer season, whether it be the travel season, the recreation season, or in some cases, if you're going from intermediate school or middle school to high school, getting ready for the high school. So these are sports camps that are specific to the sport, and we're trying
trying to improve the skills of everyone. Um, they, they're very well received. We have outside agencies that we co-sponsor the programs with. They come in. Typically, like the UK, we have people that will come over from uh, Ireland, England. Oh, wow. They'll come over and they'll instruct. That's nice. And they are like top of the top players. Yeah. But more importantly, they're very good instructors. So they can share their expertise with everyone and then... By doing the clinics and the different uh, drills that you do, you try to improve. And like anything, I always tell these uh, kids, you know, what you do in these clinics, you learn the skills. You still have to work on your own if you want to get better in any sport that you partake in. That's terrific. And that, you said skills, but skills not just in the game, but skills for life. Yes. To learn, learning teamwork. Learning how to balance, say, as we talked about, safety and pleasure and enjoying ourselves, gaming and responsibility to our community and those around us. Skills for life. Well, I, I could speak on that, too, because, you know, I've been a, uh, in, uh, the reason I'm in recreation is because I love sports and I, I played in the high school and college level for baseball. But, you know, the things I take away from sports is it's okay to fail. Mm-hmm how you analyze it and how you try not to make the same mistake twice. And, you know, it makes you stronger. It makes you stronger. It's okay to lose, you know. In this day and age, sometimes, you know, you see kids cry and everything. And yeah. it's okay as long as you keep it as a teaching moment and you learn from it and you grow as a person. And it's okay. You put that in perspective and realize, well, maybe there's a next time and maybe I can improve for next time. Absolutely. Right. Yep. This is not end-all, be-all. This is something that happened. Okay, we'll try for differently next time. We'll make it happen. Whether it does, it doesn't. But it's okay to fail because from that we learn and we grow. Correct. Yeah. Well, Scott, I had a really great time talking to you today. This is terrific. There is so much going on with the Cromwell Rec Department. I mean, if I was really, I'm really impressed by the sign language. I had no idea you were doing that. Yes. That, that is terrific. about what she does and it shows because everyone who takes her course they want to sign up and they want to keep going so that that's a sign of a good program a great instructor and i think sign language in, is something that i think everyone should really learn so it's great to be able to communicate to someone who can't you know hear that's excellent now the last question the final question we ask all of our guests here on Cromwell Listens, and it's a softball one, pardon the pun, sports softball. Uh, what do you like most or appreciate most about the town of Cromwell? Well, I love the size of the town of Cromwell. It's not too big where, you know, you can you could basically um, meet a lot of people and see a lot of people throughout the course of a day, throughout the week, or throughout the seasons. You know, you see a lot of people that will come to our programs, come to our special events, Mayor's Tree Lighting. They also yeah, are participating was nice. in the program for basketball. So it is tight-knit. Uh, it is smaller, so you can have a personal relationship with some of the parents and also the kids and the counselors, per se, and the staff that we have. So it's not too big where you get lost in kind of uh, what you're trying to do. Um, and I think what I love about Cromwell is they're eager to try to grow. They're eager to buy new things, new programs. You know, since I've been here, my adage has always been, let's give them some more. Let's create more programs. And if someone comes to me and says, you know, we're looking to do this program, we'll research it, 
And if there's an instructor out there to do it, we'll offer it because our adage is let's for, let's try to get a new program, put it out there, and if people don't sign up, then we know that it wasn't warranted. But you know, we we really want to promote the different programs that we have. We promote diversity, and we want to make sure that everyone partakes because I think Cromwell is a great town. I think it's just growing at the right pace right now, and I think people are very happy uh, and comfortable with what's going on. And we still want to keep going and trying to make improvements. Just like with uh, the skills and sports, if you're not growing and not improving, you're stagnant. We don't want to be stagnant here in our department. This is a great community, and we have great people like you behind us at the rec department and at uh, directors of other departments as well. And uh, so let's one more time. That's www.cromwellct.com. Look up the recreation department, or you can call directly 860-632-3467. That's correct. Scott, thank you very much for today. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Have a good day. You too. And happy summer. Yes. Happy summer. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Cromwell Listens, the podcast about town. I'm James Matthew Neeland. And before we leave, let's give a shout out to the wonderful restaurants we have in this community. Main Street, West Street, all across town, we have some great places to eat. Phase two reopening, not just outdoor dining, but indoor dining. Let's all show some love and let's eat. Let's give a plug. So folks, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay safe and be well.